closer to heaven. It feels good. Love 99.5 FM. 99.5 FM. Word Explosion with Reverend Simon Ampafo, head pastor of Graceful's Chapel. Do you need direction in life? Are you yearning for a closer walk with God? Are you desiring to be fruitful? The Word of God provides the answers. Feast on God's Word and let the grace of God envelop you as you listen to this life-changing message. Be blessed. Let the same ancient word be released with power, precision provoking us onto good works becoming better people because of the transformative power of your word i ask that you speak through this clay and let there be a blessing deposit in the hearts of your servants tonight thank you for every grace that is released to preach and to teach and to touch your people in jesus name amen will you give jesus a mighty clap all right acts chapter 2 please acts chapter 2 very 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 popular scripture but with great insight verse 1 to 6 everybody let's read 1 to 6 when the day of pentecost came they were all together in one place suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting, all right, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, all right? When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one had their own language being spoken. Hallelujah. All right. The single most important event that turned around these fearful men into wealth changes. The single most important event that shed the church or that gave birth to the church, the early church or the New Testament church is Acts chapter 2. A very important event that brought revival. Somebody say revival. To the body of Christ and into the life of the early church that turned simple, ordinary men, fear, otherwise fearful unreliable men to become wealth changers. This event of Pentecost, revival fires were rekindled. The Bible says fire, tongues like fire came down from heaven and separated. Sunday we learn that it is the fire that brings separation. Hallelujah. It separates the men from the boys. It separates the ordinary from the extraordinary. It is the fire of the spirit that makes a difference in the life of the church and in the life of every believer. Without this, you will be chicken meat for the devil. Without this, 
you cannot make impact. You'll be ordinary until this fire separates you from the others. The good news is that in this particular case, every one of them was filled with fire. I speak over your life that as you continue to stay in the presence of the Lord, may the fire of the Spirit come upon you and cause there to be an awakening in your spirit that will change your life for good. Receive that fire work in your life. Let that fire begin to operate in your life in the name of Jesus. No, this is key. It brings revival. Somebody say revival. Very, very important. And I've tried to define revival in my own way today. I want to read it out quickly to you. I said revival is the trigger of God's fire that causes an explosion inside and outside the church, drawing many to the saving knowledge of Christ. I read it again. Revival is the trigger of God's fire. It's like a gun. Boom! shooting of God's fire that causes an explosion inside and outside the church drawing many into the kingdom of God revival is contagious just like fire is contagious something triggers the ordinary man triggers the church and causes an explosion inside the church and outside the church and it draws many until revival takes place, the work of ministry becomes very difficult, ladies and gentlemen. It becomes tough. Hard work. Difficult. No impact. Nothing seems to happen. Until the fire falls. Until there is a revival. Nothing seems to work in the church. These guys were fearful until this particular day. And after this moment, everything changed. Number one, there was a gathering. In fact, number one, they themselves were transformed from fearful men into bold agents of the gospel, number one. It changes you first. The revival fire, when it comes into your life, you will notice that your life changes first. Number two, it draws men, it attracts, it breaks, whether it's business, ministry, revival, you see there's been an attraction. The Bible says when they heard the sound, all the people gathered from all works of life, gathered. I see a people gathering around you because of the attraction that you have. I say because of the fire attraction that you have. May people gather around your business. May people gather around this ministry because of the fire power. Hallelujah. When there is revival, there is signs, wonders, and miracles. It becomes commonplace. No struggle. See people getting healed, people getting breakthroughs, doors opening for people. Every day you hear one testimony after the other because a revival has broken forth. May that be our portion in the name of Jesus. When there is a revival, people rejoice. Number four, five. People rejoice. You see that there's excitement in there. People are full of the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord becomes their strength. Every depression leaves their life. Frustration leaves your life. Somehow there's an inner joy that defies explanation because revival has set in. How can we hear them? praising God in our own language. Everybody will be praising God. Everybody will be sharing their testimony because the spirit of fire and revival has taken place and it spreads from one person to the other. May that be our portion in the name of Jesus.
Now, these and many more reasons are the, fa- the reason why we need revival. I just want to address one question, and that is, why does revival tarry? How come we don't experience revival? And what is it that we can do in our lifetime in order to trigger this revival for a change in our lives, in our churches, in our ministry? What can be the trigger? A trigger is something that you pull that causes explosion. What can be done that we may see revival? Because you see, all through history, apart from Acts chapter 2, you see in Acts chapter 8, there was another revival in Samaria. You will see another revival in, in the course of the book of Acts. It came from time to time. What was the trigger? What is it that caused the revival to break out? I mean, one of the revivals of the 20th century came from a man called William Seymour. Somebody say William Seymour. We call it the Azusa Street Revival. Very powerful revival in California. People came from all over America and all over the world to experience the power of God upon a a, a young man called William Seymour, a black man who was born from uh, uh, slaves by by slave masters. His father and mother were slaves. And yet God used him to trigger a great revival in the 20th century, 1905, 6, there about, to 1915. Very powerful time. And this guy, William Seymour, ordinary guy. In fact, when you read the Azusa Street Revival, it is said that even before, he, he went to Bible school before the revival, and the wives would not allow him to sit in class with them. So he had to sit outside the class in another room to listen to the lectures. Disregarded. And again, just like Acts chapter 8, whenever you see people being disregarded, those are the people God will pick up and use for a great work. That's why I believe that God can use you for a great revival. God can use you for a great change. The guy was dissociated, disliked, slave's children, child. And then he came out and became one of the greatest revivalists. And I'm told that the room or the hall where the revival broke out was even a dilapidated building. Nothing so special about the building. Not as lovely, nice as contemporary church buildings. That looks like uh, one of our hotels. No, it's very dilapidated. And yet, people run across. You see, when revival comes, it doesn't matter where you are. People will run to you. Hallelujah. The attraction will pull them. John the Baptist was in the wilderness crying out and people were coming. May that grace fall upon us. I said may that grace fall upon us. And may it fall upon your business. And every other thing. If you're, married, if you're a single woman here, a revival can hit your life. Even if you're wearing my feet, some man will look at you and say, I want to marry you. It's a spirit of attraction. Your business can be in a corner. The revival can hit it and people will travel all over to buy your thing. This is the reason why we need a revival. What will bring about revival in our churches? And the answer is plain and simple. The main trigger, there are a number of things, there are a number of triggers, but the main trigger 
for revival is prayer. Somebody say prayer. Oh, I don't like the way I say. Somebody say prayer. Listen, the church is either praying or we are playing. We are either praying or we are doing entertainment. And trust me, a lot of churches has evolved to become entertainment grounds instead of prayer grounds. Some other churches have become fashion centers where you go and you see nice dresses and sometimes even Christians are in competition. But hear me, that's not what the church is about. Jesus said, my house shall be called what? A house of what? A house of gossip. A house of dressing. A house of prayer for all nations. Ladies and gentlemen, until we trigger prayer, nothing will happen in our ministries, in our businesses, and in our lives. Until the church rises up to its responsibility of praying. Now, I've thought about that scripture umpteenth time. And I want you to think about it, why Jesus would drive people from the temple and say, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Nothing more, nothing less. So this place, as we see it, must be characterized, if you want to see revival, it must be characterized by constant prayer. Nothing more, nothing less. And, and let me shock you and provoke you to rise up. I have noticed that more outsiders come to pray here than our own people. I mean, I, I'm here weekdays. This is my office. This is my workplace. I know what I'm talking about. You see them come just driving with their car. Come, stand by the altar. Sometimes they are at the back there. You see them praying, praying. And I ask, well, what are these people? Say, oh, you just ask permission to come and pray. And sometimes they'll drop in a seat and go. And you'll find that they know and they accept and recognize the grace here. And sometimes the people, that's why Jesus said, people will come from the northeast and the west and they'll take their place in the kingdom with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the sons of the kingdom shall be put out. One great man said the secret to prayer is praying in secret. The secret to prayer is praying in secret. Come alone one Friday night and be here, lie on the altar. One Saturday dawn on your own, come and hide in the corner, mother's room, and call upon the name of the Lord and say, Father, let something change in my family. Let something change in my life. Let something change in my business. Let there be an awakening. How are we joking with our lives? There are all kinds of things have been noted about the church, corruption, and all kinds of things. Instead of the real thing, prayer. Look at Acts chapter 4 verse 31. After being beaten and whipped, they got rid of them. They went away. And the Bible says, they lifted up their voice together and began to pray and say, grant your servant boldness to continue with the work. 
stretch forth your hands to cause them to be healing signs and wonders and the bible said when they had finished praying the place shook when was the last time even a fly shook at our prayer meetings even a fly nothing shakes because we have become lazy the average christian does not pray for 30 minutes i tell you throughout the whole day how do you expect a revival Elijah definitely was a revivalist. And the Bible says he was carried out to the heavens on chariots of fire. What a man. What a man. Look at this. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. We don't have intercessors anymore in the body of Christ. If you call for intercessors, you see a few people. Because everybody is thinking about a prayer meeting. I'll bring him a visa. Bring him a car. Give him a marriage breakthrough. So when you say, let's come and pray for salvation of souls. No, I'm not interested. But the Bible says in the book of Zachariah, I don't know why I'm staying here. Because it's the main trigger. I have about five of them. But this is the main trigger. He said, I'll pour on the house of David in those days a spirit of grace and supplication. A spirit of grace and supplication. You cannot tell me you have grace and you don't like to pray. They go together. A spirit of grace and supplication. God is pouring out upon us so that we will plead for mercy and heal our land. Tell anybody, shake off the lazy, laziness out of you. It's time to pray for revival. No, it's time to pray for revival. Look, I heard a story many years of a church that was blossoming. A young pastor was, was uh, those days, was transferred to a particular church. When he got to the church, within one week, 100. A small church moved to 100, 200, 300, 500. Now the whole place was filled. He started doing second service. The pastor was excited. He was feeling very good. He thought, ah, it's working. I must, I must have some magic wand. I must have some charismatic personality. Something must be, must be working for me. So he, he was basking in it until one day. He went before the Lord in prayer. and said, Lord, I, don't, I can't even explain what is happening. What, what's, what's, what's happening? I, it's, it's beyond me. And the Lord said, I want you to return to the church one, 12 midnight and I'll show you something. So he drove at midnight and came and saw some two old ladies in the middle there on their knees crying and praying, crying and praying. And the Lord said, do you know how many years they have been doing this? Even before you came. He said, these old ladies have been praying for revival in this church for as long as they've been here. Way before you came. And it's now that the rains are coming down. They are the result of what you are seeing in the ministry. Wow. 
Oh, ladies, who go on the and if my people will humble themselves and pray, the church will do anything but pray. What a sad story. There's a hotel that when I go to a church in Accra, I stay in. And uh, recently, when I went to the hotel, I, I was checking out or checking in or something, and I began to, I, I began to talk to the, uh, the front desk ladies, and I said, what is the secret of the, this hotel? I said, well, recently, for the past one year, the place is always full. Full every time. If you, you don't book early, the place is full, you can't get it. You see whites, you see conferences, their Sunday buffet, I mean... Even me, that's an inmate. If you come from church late, you have to wait sometimes one hour to get in. The Sunday buffet people are coming from all over Accra. So I, I, I stopped and I questioned them. I said, what, what, what's, what's happening? Then the lady said, Reverend, we can't explain. No. He said, we have been asked several times because that hotel belongs to a conglomerate of hotels. I mean, that belongs to a particular group. So he said, they have called us to ask several times what is it that we are doing? And we can't, we can't pinpoint it. And so they concluded that it's the management. But he said, look, this management has been there for a long time and nothing changed until this last year. So it cannot, they concluded, that, oh, the management must be doing something right. But we know that it's not the management because this management has been there. Then the lady said, there's only one thing that I suspect is doing it. Our MD was changed. And a new MD was brought on board. And the guy can pray like a machine. The guy can pray. All you see him doing is praying, 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 praying. And that's the only reason for me I can explain probably which is doing the trick for us. Because it's been the same management for the last seven years. But suddenly when this MD took over the last year, it's like something has hit the ground. No, people, we have a great weapon. The weapon of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, ladies and gentlemen. There are forces of darkness that don't like us until we put on our arsenal and pull a trigger. The enemy will have a field day. And I want to challenge us as a church. In addition to prayer, if I come together, it's humility. Prayer and humility goes together. It's the second trigger. Listen, you cannot really be a praying Christian if you are not humble. No, 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 no. You see, the fact that you are not praying is a sign of pride. See, anytime you are not praying, you are telling yourself, I know what to do. I can handle this. I know which points to press. Like a guy who's going to propose to a lady. When you tell them, pray, oh, Reverend, I know what to say. I know what to say. I know how, what, how to floor the lady. Yeah. We, 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 we stop praying because of ego and self. I know how the buttons to press for the ministry to work, or for the business to work. But until we get on our knees and tell God how much we need him, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, things will change. 
things will change. Look, we talk about some of these countries, China, which is doing so well in the economy, become a, a world superpower. We say they are idol worshippers. Make no mistake, the underground church of, of China pray more than crazy. They pray morning to night. A good friend of mine went there. He said by the time he, from the airport, they picked him from the airport to go and preach under the ground chair. He said, by the time he got there, he was asking them, I've arrived. When does the prayer meeting start? They said, Reverend, it started two hours ago. He said, hey, I've just arrived. I'm tired. They said, Reverend, you can go and rest a bit one hour, but we, we, are, we, are, we are continuing. He said he went to rest for an hour, changed, bath, went, he went, they were praying. He preached for one hour, prayed with them for two hours, left, and they kept on. Hmm. Sometimes, when we don't know the secret, of we just look at the superficial and we talk. But everywhere, America is at a state today because people like William Seymour, and the Azusa Street Revival led the church black whites. All kinds of people came together. Although he was segregated against when the revival broke out, both blacks and whites were coming together to pray for their nation. Why do you think today they have in God we trust on their, on their, on their thing? People, let's get back to what brought a great awakening to the early church. And we'll see the same results. All truths are parallel. If my people who are called by my name just humble themselves. I need you, God. We need you, God. We need you in our business. Two days ago, I want to pray for a man, a young boy who's taking over the lands in the city. I said, how can a young guy just, just take over like that? He said, Reverend, I have waited on God and cried. I've prayed hours on end for a destiny helper. One destiny helper came into my life. And look at me today. People, it's always the case. If God's people will humble themselves and call on God, we will see the glory of God. Let me read my last scripture for tonight. I don't know why. I had five triggers. But God will have me to pause here. Prayer and humility. And let's see what God will do with our lives. Isaiah 57. I believe verse 15. Isaiah 57 verse 15. 5, 7, 15. Are we there? For this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. When the Bible talks about the lowly, he's talking about the humble. Say, I'm, I'm God Almighty. I'm high and exalted, but I also associate myself with the one who is lowly at heart. That's why Jesus said, I am meek and gentle at heart. Humility. Say, God, we need you. Come upon our land 
and change. Listen, Ghana needs God more than ever. Ghana needs God. Our nation needs the Lord. We need the Lord in this house. People don't like us. You need the Lord in your family. People don't like you. They don't like your progress. But prayer is the weapon to cause fire to surround you. Let me close with this. Bible says one day, Elisha woke up in the morning. And here was an army of chariots and horses all around him. And the, the servant was panicking. And said, Master, what shall we do? A lot of people are panicking. IMF, taxes are coming. What, what shall we do? The guy was panicking. He rushed to the master. I can imagine Elijah had crossed his legs, sitting in his prayer chair, rocking, and laughed, smiling. He said, oh, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. The Bible says, suddenly, the Lord opened his eyes. And chariots of fire, ay, 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 ay. chariots and horses of fire have surrounded Elisha. A man of prayer will receive fire all around him. May the Lord be the glory within us and the fire that surrounds us, the fire that surrounds your business, the fire that surrounds your family, the fire that surrounds the church. We are unbeatable and unstoppable because of the spirit of the fire of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Word Explosion with Reverend Simon Ampofo. We believe you've been blessed. For more life-changing messages, please make a date with us on Love FM every Friday morning at 5.30 a.m. We invite you to worship with us at Graceful Chapel, Ahonjo, some meters from Lametto Hotel and directly behind Charisette Hotel. Our Sunday service is at 8.30 a.m. and our midweek service is on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 0552-505083. Email us at admin at gracefuls.org or visit our website www.gracefuls.org You can join the Reverend Simon Ampofo page on Facebook. You can also follow Graceful Chapel on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to support this broadcast, you're welcome to do so. Please call us on 0552-505083 or you can send your monetary support directly to 0244-263882. God bless you as you do so. It's your season of grace.